You're listening to the Treasury Insights Podcast. This podcast is part of our broader objective to foster a treasury relationship that prepares you for the future, supports more strategic decision-making, creates efficiencies, and helps manage risk. We want to give you the power to see what's next. As the world evolves in the face of global landmark events, so do the tactics of cyber attackers. No matter what tactics they employ, they all make use of consistent strategies. So today we want to look at some cybersecurity essentials you should keep in mind to help you stay prepared. I'm Mary Rosendahl, Managing Director, Cashflow Security Product Executive. And I'm glad to have as my guest once again, Roland Chan, Cybercrime Prevention Executive in Global Information Security at Bank of America. Welcome back, Roland. Hi, Mary. Thanks for having me here. You know, we've heard of many cases of companies that have been compromised by various cyber attacks. What are some of those common types of cyber attacks? We hear in the news today repeatedly that there are new attacks that are on horizon or new targets. I would say, regardless of what you see or hear in the news, the tactics of cyber criminals stay the same. While some of the threats may pop up in the headlines, the psychology of the threat actors and criminals don't change. The criminals are here to capitalize on moments of stress and play on those emotions to get you to do things urgently. They want you to react immediately rather than stop and slow down a little bit and ask questions. And not only that, Mary, we've seen so much of the threat actor ecosystem merge at a more blended approach and working amongst each other. So true. They're planning on you to just respond in panic. And many times, if you could just step back, take a deep breath, and think about what you're doing, you probably wouldn't have proceeded in the way you do when you're reacting under anxiety in that threat-type environment. And they just prey on that anxiety and what makes them so successful. So how can organizations stay prepared for these types of tactics? As we said previously, with tactics remaining the same, our best practice to protect ourselves and our companies from these threats really remain the same. Simply put, put your best practices in play and make sure that they are a standard in your company. If they're not, think about your people and processing technology. What are these factors and approach to a layered security defense for your company? Great points, Roland. Let's move on to the next question. What concepts should companies be aware of when it comes to cybersecurity? As mentioned, Mary, look at your people, process, and technology. Secure by design. Protection should be integrated into every program developed or created or a service offered. Protecting your data. Obviously, with this new working environment that we have, when you have associates and employees work outside the company network, businesses should take extra steps to guard their data. That means making sure that employees use safe password practices. We talked about it in your previous podcast. Password 1234 is not a secure password. It's your first line of defense. Continue to educating that sharing passwords aren't something that you should be doing. You should also make sure that you're updating your work logins and never using public and unsecured networks. Should you have to respond, do you have a game plan? How does recovery work? and all operating within your company's approved risk appetite. That's kind of what we talked about a little bit, right, in our last Treasury podcast, where we talked about 
the risk appetite of different companies Correct. and how different companies needs to be prepared to help recover. And that can be quite different from industry to industry. Absolutely. And a lot of times, Mary, some of the companies that we talk to just have an opportunity to create a response plan or some sort of playbook that's in place. If something occurs, do they know who to call? Do they know what they should do? What are the next steps? We should always encourage our customers and clients to have that plan in place if something does occur. That's a great point, Roland. Let's talk about payments now. When initiating payments, what should organizations keep in mind to prevent fraud? I think the basics should be implemented, right? AP system processes can benefit from multi-factor authentication. Strong access management tools, data storage procedures. You should review all processes. Review your tools for detecting unusual activity. Review protocols for verifying invoices, payment requests, especially on a last-minute request to change account numbers. If those requests come in at the last minute, do you know where it came from? Should it be validated? How do you validate it? Do you also have the segregation of duties established within your treasury department? Cyber criminals take time, Mary. When we talk to the customers and clients, they take time to really understand the activity that's going on, and they don't act immediately. So sometimes they may be siphoning off small amounts of AP accounts over time to really avoid that detection. And the more complex a company's AP system is, the greater the need for investing in stronger network monitoring tools to have continuous reviewing. We also talked about your third and fourth party and the risks around that. Your organization should really hold your third and fourth parties accountable, the same quality and controls that you do for your own organization. And that requires your key vendors to review their cybersecurity processes on a regular basis. Last but not least, enlist your employees. Securing payments depends on educated teammates and employees who prioritize cybersecurity and embrace that role overall in the company defense. It's incumbent on relevant AP employees, not just security experts, to understand how the company's devices work, how the network works, and what technology is connected and how these linkages could lead to a security breach. That's a great list. And the other thing I think we need to remind our customers too is that now that we do have many people operating in hybrid environments and we rush to get there, now that we're there, really revisiting some of those processes and how much attackers like to take advantage that there's much activity going on email and are the practices the right ones now that we do have a hybrid work environment versus everybody working in the office. So what resources does Bank of America have to keep our clients aware of the latest cybersecurity trends? Sure, Mary. So our line of business partners, our relationship managers, have a wealth of cyber and fraud educational materials. We have simple one-pagers that are consumable best practices that we call tip sheets. And we also have our award-winning cybersecurity journal that is a much more in-depth approach. This has been an insightful discussion. Thank you, Roland. I know we'll continue to hear more from our experts on this topic. Thanks, Mary. Always a pleasure to be here. You've been listening to Treasury Insights. I'm Mary Rosendahl, Managing Director, Cash Pro Security Product Executive. And my co-host has been Roland Chan, Cybercrime Prevention Executive, Global Information Security at Bank of America. Bank of America and B of A Securities are the marketing names used by the Global Banking and Global Markets Divisions of Bank of America Corporation. 
lending, other commercial banking activities, and trading in certain financial instruments are performed globally by banking affiliates of Bank of America Corporation, including Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Trading in securities and financial instruments and strategic advisory and other investment banking activities are performed globally by investment banking affiliates of Bank of America Corporation, investment banking affiliates, including in the United States, B of A Securities Incorporated and Merrill Lynch Professional Clearing Corp., both of which are registered broker-dealers and members of SIPC and in other jurisdictions by locally registered entities. B of A Securities Incorporated and Merrill Lynch Professional Clearing Corp. are registered as futures commission merchants with the CFTC and are members of the NFA. Investment products offered by investment banking affiliates are not FDIC insured, may lose value, and are not bank guaranteed.